It is the most wonderful time of the year for a year that can't end soon enough. We all deserve a win. We all deserve a little extra money in our pocket. And we all deserve to have a little fun. Well, the best place to get all three is mybookie.com. They're the only sports book that doesn't care whether you were naughty or nice this year. They've got gifts for everyone. Bet the NFL, NBA, college football, and more. College basketball, too. Sign up today and receive the ultimate stocking stuffer, a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's a great place to start, but we all know Christmas is about what's under the tree. And at MyBookie, that means huge deposit bonuses, epic giveaways, and free contests. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code ZABE, and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Head over to MyBookie to make the most of the holidays this year and strut into 2021 with cash in your pocket. This winter, bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, the Pack take care of business in Detroit, and now they're sitting on the one seed with three to go. Is Aaron Rodgers your MVP? He better be, or I demand a recount. Andy Poland joins me. We'll talk about the Wolf's devastating D and the prospects of Simba bringing the ship home to port. All that plus Coach K really is the worst. Your high test, not street legal. 35-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Monday, December 14, 2020. Thank you for downloading. I am home safely. Thank you very much for asking. Many of you said... Yeah, I didn't see any pictures. I wanted some pictures of you at least crossing state lines, borders, on your drive home from Milwaukee in your beautiful new Ram 1500. Limited edition. How was it? How was the trip? You know, give me some deets. I want to know. You know what? I blew it. I blew. I, I said, ah, I'm not going to be a douchebag and post all this shit, and picture this and video that. I've got to learn to be less concerned about being a douchebag. On social media, because it seems like all of the highest paid, most successful, quote unquote, sports celebrities, personalities, media people are just the most insufferable douchebags on social media. I, I, I watch what they post and I think, oh, my God, are you not fucking embarrassed? But I should have posted a little travel log because there were some interesting things that I saw. First of all, how was the drive? It was easy, actually. Um, I did my eight hours. Well, I broke it up. Uh, four hours down to Indy. Had lunch with my dear friend and longtime listener, Charlie Mannix, who has been on any number of golf trips with me and is going to go on many more before he and I are both turning uh, into worm food. Uh, Charlie in Indianapolis was with me, and he, he showed me his house. <laughs> and I said, Charlie, holy shit, you really are my brother. You're, you're my brother from another mother. You have more TVs than I do. He had TVs mounted everywhere in his house. Flat screen, flat screen, flat screen, flat screen. But he had them all driven by a network server running internet TV. He's cut the cord and he's running internet TV, super high bandwidth over his network to every single one of his TVs in the house. And I said, man, that's my dream, Charlie. I I need to get somewhere where I've got good internet. He said, yeah, we got fiber that's coming right to the front doorstep. It's great. He said, yeah, I forget what number he said, the ridiculous amount of gigabytes or giggity or megabytes or whatever, megabits per second. It was, it was a lot more than mine. I know that. 
But we got to talking when I stopped in Indy and had lunch with Charlie and his neighbor friend, the judge, who will be his name shall be redacted because, you know, who needs the attention these days? Charlie said, did you see what DirecTV or what AT&T has been offered for DirecTV? Because they're trying to dump it. And I said, no. And he said, $16 billion. I said, is that good? He goes, no. They bought DirecTV for $60 billion like three years ago. I'm like, holy shit. I said, I bet they had better offers a year ago. And they said, nah, we're not going to take it. We can turn this around. Now it's even lower. And now they're in this fight with, with Tenga that's taken affiliates off the air, including my Channel 9, CBS. CBS, I would have, had I been home today during the 1 o'clock hour, not been able to watch the Chiefs and the Dolphins. And it gets worse because that's on the local affiliate. My Sunday ticket, for which I pay an exorbitant $400 a year for, I know, what you call to get it for free? I did. You just got to threaten to cancel. You got to wait through a couple of, uh, you know, uh, kick you up to the manager things. I know. I just didn't do it. Um, I, uh, the, the, the DirecTV, I pay $400 for it. They won't show the game either because it's carried on my local affiliate, but my local affiliate is blacked out on DirecTV. That's really literally two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Uh, it's a circle. It's a ridiculous circle of, yeah, you're getting fucked as a consumer. Then here's the other thing that's a kicker. Guess where I could watch the game? Chiefs and, and, uh, and, and Dolphins. On my phone with my NFL app because I'm a Verizon customer. Why is that? I don't know. It's so convoluted. Just let us pay for what we want and let us be guaranteed we're going to get what we're paying for. Enough of this nonsense. So I guess today, once I'm done doing my regular shows, I got to spend time to go call somebody at CBS 9, bitch at them, call DirecTV, bitch at them, call these assholes Tenga or whoever they are, bitch at them, and then look at my watch and go, well, that was an hour and 10 minutes. I'll never get back. And what did it do? Nothing. It's an outrage. I know. Hashtag first world problems. But anyhow, when I was going back to, you know, having lunch with Charlie and uh, uh, neighbor friend, the judge, name redacted, I'm like, how could they not see this coming? How could AT&T and all their supposedly smart people not see the future of cord cutting and network distributed video as entertainment coming? Why do they buy DirecTV at $60 billion? What were they thinking? And he just shook his head. He said, I don't know. Charlie made his bones. He, he, he you know. Made a real nice living with his companies doing video stuff. And, and you know, he's basically retired now, and playing golf all the time. And he could see it coming. How come these dumb fucks at AT&T are like, no, nah, let's buy this thing. Yeah, people are going to be getting satellite dish all the time. Now, you may say to me, well, why, why are you still on direct TV? I have to be. I'm off the grid. Fiber hasn't come to my door. It's probably never going to come to my door, which means I probably got to sell the house. And if I do sell the house, I've already told several agents. Well, I haven't told him. I mean, whoever's the agent, I'm going to tell him, listen, you're going to lie your ass off about the internet out here. You're going to say it's pretty good and there's lots of options. And that's both of those are going to be a lie. But sell the house. Boom. Let's get it done. Okay, enough of that. So the drive was great. Easier than I thought. Four hours down to Indy, give or take. Couple stops. Take a piss break. Uh, have lunch there. Chat with Charlie and his friend. Go see his house. Uh, get back on the road, another four, four and a half, five hours, got all the way to Wheeling, West Virginia, 
Had four more hours to go. Probably could have pushed home and got it done. Glad that I didn't, though. Mrs. C was not feeling great about me doing the whole drive in one night. So she urged me to stop, and so I did. And that was great. And then the drive home, the final four hours from Wheeling, West Virginia, to the exurbs of D.C. and Loudoun County, Virginia, was just splendid. I mean, it was gorgeous. It wasn't even a gorgeous morning. It was kind of overcast and a little bit cloudy. But man, the roads were just wide open and you just you're going up and down these big swooping hills of western Maryland and that's southeast western Pennsylvania or southwest Pennsylvania. You're in that triangle between Pittsburgh, Morgantown, West Virginia, Wheeling, and you gotta kinda cut down. It was a gorgeous morning to drive. And of course, riding in that fifteen hundred with myself, just quietly. Either quiet I, I spent a lot of time not listening to the radio, just being alone with my thoughts. It's a great way to just be, just to think about things, to think about life, to reflect, to be appreciative of things, but also just to think about things. I I spent a good third of the trip just listening to the tires, thinking, watching out, looking out the window. I know that sounds psychotic, right? Anyone else out there? Can I see a show of hands? I know it's a podcast. Who else drives for any distances not listening to anything? for certain periods of time, because that's what I did. So it was a great ride back, although I had a couple things that were of interest. One is, once I got out of Indianapolis and I was headed towards Columbus, on the side of the road, those portable signs that flash messages, there was one that said, uh, Ohio, 39 miles. And then about, no kidding, Five miles later, Ohio, 34 miles. And then another one, like seven miles later, Ohio, 27 miles. It was more than just a couple, and they were put up like, am I getting a hit? Are are they saying in Indiana, get the fuck out of Indiana? (laughs) Because they wanted to keep updating you on how far Ohio was every five miles. And it was the weirdest thing ever. So if anyone knows what's going on there, I don't know. Is Indiana feuding with Ohio? What do Indiana people think of Ohio people? Uh, are you guys have any beef? Are there jokes that go around? I mean, what what's the deal on that? Anyhow, I listened to uh, some podcasts. I listened to Paige Spiranek's golf podcast. It's not Spiranek. I've called her Paige Spiranek all these years. It's Spiranek. Meh. God bless her. She looks great. She's got a good hustle going on. I can't really say I learned anything about the game of golf listening to her podcast. Plus, she has two other people on the podcast. Some dude who she didn't properly introduce for first-time listeners. That's another tip for you podcasters. Assume people are going to pop in for the first time and give a brief introduction to all your guests. Of course, I don't do that with Andy Pohl, and I should probably do that. New time guy say, hey, hey, here's my uh, you know once upon a time 15-year partner on Team 980 in D.C. Andy Poland joins me now. I should probably do that. Didn't know who this dude was. There was another gal on the podcast. Didn't know who she was or what her deal was. And Paige didn't do a lot of heavy lifting. Of course, I don't know if she could do a lot of heavy lifting because she didn't have a lot to say about a lot of stuff. But whatever. Listen to that. Uh, listen to a bunch of different music noodling around. Try not to get too obsessed with the you know, the big screen in the center of the truck and drive off the road and kill myself, that would have been bad. But otherwise, love the drive. And it will not be the last time because I am going to have to uh, 
I'm going to want to make that drive again. I'm going to want to get the old van on the road and go take that for road trips. That's the next thing right there. But somebody explained to me the 39 miles, 39 miles to Ohio and then 34 miles to Ohio and then 27 miles to Ohio. Well, what's up with that? All right, so I generally don't like to push. First of all, let's talk Packers for a second. Packers now the number one seed in the NFC. How will that play out going forward? I think it's huge. I, I, I believe my personal feeling, I've said this in, various, in other various venues, I like this new format. I like where only the top team gets that buy, and only the top team gets to advance to the second round without having to play anybody. I like it. I never felt like, oh, you're the two seed, you also get a buy, and you also get a home game, and you also only have to win two games. The only thing different is you have to win, if you, you, know, if you win your first game, you have to then win against the top seed at their place, assuming the top seed takes care of business. I always felt it was too much reward for a team that didn't finish with the best overall record. I like this better. And it's huge because, hey, anyone can beat anyone in today's NFL, and especially in a pandemic year. So not having to play three games means you don't have to you know, avoid losing three times. So that's huge. I want to see the Packers please wrap this up. Saints lose to Philadelphia. That was one of my three picks this week. I went two and one. Lock was Tampa. Winner! Minus six and a half. A little closer than I would have wanted, but still. So a good week picking this week for me. And the Packers have the inside track. Now, is Aaron Rodgers the MVP? Not only do I say, you're goddamn right he's the MVP, but I'm going to be hot pissed if he doesn't win it. Because look at these numbers. Again, three weeks to go, I understand that. But here are the numbers. Completion percentage. This between Rodgers and Mahomes. Because it's a a two-horse race. Let's not kid ourselves. Two-horse race here. Rodgers and Mahomes. Rodgers, 69.6. Mahomes, 66.7. Advantage, Rodgers. Passing yards. Rodgers, 36.85. Mahomes, 42.08. Okay, advantage, Mahomes. That's the only area he's got an edge. Touchdowns to INTs. Rodgers, 39 over 2. Mahomes, 33 over 2. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I'm reading this wrong. 39 over 4 interceptions for Rodgers. Mahomes, 33 over 5. Rodgers has them both ways. Rushing touchdowns. Rodgers, 2. Mahomes, 2. Equal. Passer rating, which is pretty much a a result of these numbers I just read. Rodgers, 119.7. Mahomes, 112.3. Team record, if you believe in that, Packers 10 and 3, Chiefs 12 and 1. And Rodgers has Devontae Adams and Mahomes has Tyreek Hill. Yeah, 1A, 1B. Yes, Rodgers is the MVP. Yes, he should win it. And I will be pissed if he does not. Okay, having said that, we're going to get to the Wolf Skins in just a second with Andy. But before I do that, I normally don't like to repurpose content from my radio shows here on the podcast, I feel like it's kind of cheating. But then again, many of you don't listen to every hour of both shows in Milwaukee and D.C., and so you might want to hear some stuff that's good. So you'll have to let me know if you, A, like me occasionally dropping in a four- or five-minute snippet that you might have missed, or if, B, you you feel like it is lazy and cheating and I should stop it immediately. Here was the story on Friday about Coach K and his decision to cancel their remaining non-conference games 
after losing two non-con games and what Nate Oates, head coach at Alabama, had to say about it. I thought we did a great job on this story on Friday. Here's how it sounded on 97.3, the game in Milwaukee. All right, Scott Dolphin is in for headlines, and before you get to headlines, I've got to make the rubble jump on Coach K. What a coward and a fraud and a phony this guy is. He canceled their two, or is it three? Three. three. Don't you three want to hear, don't you want to hear t- telling us that? I'm going to I'm gonna Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to let him Perfect. explain it instead of you explaining this it. This is the best. That's a pre-setup, Gitter. <laughs> we'll get to it. I sat here with you. I knew you had the other. <laughs> All right. So anyway, he uh, he he basically said, you know, we're not going to play these three games because reasons. <laughs> because sad. We're not going to play these games because safety. We're not going to play these games because right thing. Here's Coach K. On well, I hope side. everyone is 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 doing all right. This is a uh, truly an incredible time, incredible time. Uh, and has been you know, for our country and it's 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 it's, it's, it's at its worst time right now and worst time uh, you know and making sure that we're doing the right thing for our players the right thing yeah you know just for you know, safety just for safety you know, we're not you know, we're not going to play any non-conference games we're not going to try oh. to reschedule oh, we could okay. reschedule three or try to reschedule uh, <laughs> oh, so games, hard. we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to do that because we're Duke. What a pompous quitter. So the lesson, unmistakably, I take from this is when the going gets hard, quit. That's what I take from this. I've been living that my entire life. Yeah, you can say safety. Now, Nate Oates, head coach <laughs> at University of Alabama from Watertown. Yep said the following about this decision and go. Can I ask you something? I just want to know your opinion. Do you think if Coach K hadn't lost the two non-conference games at home, if he'd still be saying that? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. That's, I just Ooh. wanted you to say it, not me. Stop. Stop. Back that up. So... 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 So basically... Coach Oates made a point to turn around the questioning. Yes. Because he he wasn't even asked specifically about this. He made sure to get this into the bloodstream by saying, let me ask you guys. All right, back up the clip to the beginning. I want to hear it again. Can I ask you something? I just want to know your opinion. Do you think if Coach K hadn't lost the two non-conference games at home, if he'd still be saying that? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dead! Dead! <laughs> I'm going to guess that Nate Oates is not going to get a home-and-home home, Alabama Duke anytime soon. No. Or a Christmas card. Right. Yeah. Now, as of 626 a.m. Central Time today on a Friday, he has not yet walked back, nope. issued an apology, or otherwise clarified no. that statement. Okay. He goes on further. Let's take a listen. Not me. So, I uh, look, here's here's my deal on it. I think we'd have a whole lot more problems if we weren't playing games. Like, they, they I mean, don't, everybody talks about COVID. Here's the other thing. If COVID is so bad, all these – I'm look, I'm trying to do my best to keep the mask up. I've already had COVID, so I don't even – I 
technically I shouldn't have to keep it up. Nobody can get it from yes. me. Yes. I'm still within 150 days of being safe. Yes. So if they're really worried about COVID, you'd think their mask would be up the whole, whole game, right? <laughs> like, I mean, they, so I think some of them are, are using, uh, uh, no, we should be playing in my opinion. We 100% should be playing basketball. Yes. Nobody talks about the mental. I, I There's a kid out of Detroit and went to another high major that I just talked to his uncle the other day because his, uh, his cousin played for me in Detroit. He went to a high major school somewhere, mental health issue, came home because he was quarantined for weeks on end when he got there. Yes. Like, what What are these guys going to do? If I got three daughters. Like, I, they they need to be in school. Like, yes. humans aren't made to sit alone in isolation for yes. weeks and weeks on end. We, we got to... Yes. We got to be careful with how we do life, yes. but you still got to do life. Yes. Part of life, a huge part of life for all these guys I'm coaching is being in the gym playing basketball. So I think their mental health is in a much better spot playing basketball. I think the school, the yes. SEC, the NCAA has done a really good job making sure that we're not putting any of them in danger. Yes. So I, no, I don't agree with them at all. And I, you answered the question for me, so thanks. <laughs> what, that, what do you think that reporter was thinking? It, My what, what kind of response were they gonna get? And the response that they got from NATO? Oh, they wanted. They were thinking the exact opposite sure. response yeah. without question. Now I, nobody's gonna take on Coach K. Pray that he is not forced into a weaselly backtrack apology. I pray, but that's what we need. We need people with the balls to say, "Yeah, you know, I've had COVID. I shouldn't even have to wear a mask." Oh, we don't know. You can still reinfect somebody. Okay, we we don't know. I mean, come on. It's just such nonsense. And the mental health issues that are coming about because of these overly restrictive quarantining rules that have never been tried before. This is one grand experiment that has never been tried before and never recommended until now. And there are real issues. Man, my wife works with our school district and knows of at least three or four kids who are in big trouble right now with their grades, with their depression, with their anxiety. Yeah, That has to be considered, is all yeah. I'm saying. I'm not saying go around licking the doorknobs when you go to school, but my God, there's got to be some balance. Good for Nate Oates. Yeah. Screw Coach K, who is a pompous coward. Way to cancel three games against tomato cans. You're going to have to, hey, Coach K, guess what? When you go back to playing basketball in conference, the row is going to still be out there. There's still going to be challenges. There's going to be cancellations. Some guys are going to test positive. Some guys are going to get it. Some guys are going to get mildly to moderately sick. This is called life. Deal with it. Or just quit like you did when you had a bad team and you said, here, Pete Gaudet, good luck mm-hmm. to you, the and keys. then told the NCAA, don't put those wins on my hotel bill. Okay, I'm out. Hey, Hi, how- Dolph. How are you? Hi, Zay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm Scott, not dumb. Scott Dolphin joined us. I no. told you I was going to make the rubble jump on this fraud. Okay, now I back to you. I just hope your voice lasts the rest of the show. Nah. You know what? If I blow my voice out screaming, let's go for a guy like uh, Coach Oates, then it's worth it. So there you go. Wait until you hear Andy's thoughts on these comments from Oates and on Coach K. I found them to be more than just a little bit surprising. One more, one more before we get to Andy. Did you see the video of the guy in Vegas who climbed under the wing of an airplane that was preparing to take off? It's unreal. The guy is literally on the tip of the wing, and you know these modern 
commercial airliners have the bent up wing tips. And some of these planes have wing tips that are bent up and they're, they're, they're a real big tip. It's like a 10 or 12 foot tip on the end of the wing that's bent upwards. And in fact, this plane looks like it has a, a, a tip that's up and a tip that's down almost. I don't even know what that is. Uh, pilot guy, let me know uh, what that is. He's crawling up the edge of this wingtip. And then the video cuts off. I I don't know why they didn't post the whole video. How, how do they get him down? Did they get one of those de-icing cannons and they shoot him off with the slick spray? Of course, it's Vegas, so why would they even have a de-icing cannon? I mean... I wonder how you got them off. <laughs> Just bring the cops up there and say, okay, you're going to have to come down at some point. Do you get him down gently or do you, do you tase him right off the wing? <laughs> As somebody tweeted, anything to avoid having to go home to tell the wife how much money you lost. That's probably it. All right, time now to check in with Andy Pollan and see if we're ready for overreaction week. As the Washington football team is in first place, Andy, can you believe it? Yeah, it's uh, it's remarkable. And you know, if they win out, they're not. Whoa, 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 whoa! I was thinking there's a good chance if Alex can't start again, they won't win another game. Who needs Alex Smith? I'm just saying. Just <laughs> Who needs Alex defense? Smith? <laughs> play Chase Young at quarterback. Uh, it, it was one of the most savage defensive efforts in a long time. And say what you want about, oh, it was, you know, Nick Mullins and Debo got hurt early and Trent went out early. No, no, no. It was a red wave that kept on coming, although it was a white wave. By the way, how do you feel about the white-on-white uniform? Well, Second week you know, in a row. Second yeah, week in a row. I'm not a big uniform guy, but they're 2-0. and So uh, if you want to wear them, guy gazint, you know, go ahead. I mean, this is what happens when you finally stack on top of each other. High number one pick defensive line. High number one pick defensive line. High number one pick defensive line. And another number one pick defensive line in Montez Sweat. You get a savage defensive line. These guys are unbelievable. And Chase Young, who earlier in this rookie campaign was sort of bouncing along kind of quietly from a statistical standpoint, some people actually said the bust word. I looked this up. Uh, Let me read you from Tom Boswell's column November 21st before they played Cincinnati. Quote, not an impact star so far or close to it. You don't feel his presence. Hmm. Fucking Boswell. Boswell. And Boswell should know better. Boswell, who, you know, makes his bones on baseball, should know about the 162 rule in baseball, which is over 162, a guy is going to end up proving out to be the kind of player he normally is. He gave Chase Young five games, and he's like, ah, not making himself felt. Holy shit. He did what he likes to do with baseball is he threw out a bunch of statistics and how he matched up with, you know, with other players through five games. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, you got to have a column. And so I guess so. But he did say not so many words, but basically I'm giving him a nudge like, you know, (laughs) let's see something now. Um, Show me. And so he did. 
Yeah. Now, yeah. now Boz will take a victory lap saying, you know, yeah. see, the critics said, where are you? And now he's put out his signature game so far. A right. six tackle, two sack, one fumble recovery for a long touchdown run. Uh, did you like the Julius Peppers analogy that uh, Greg Jennings applied to him? There was some reference to Julius Peppers in training camp, and I'm not sure if it was Jack Del Rio or it may have been Rivera, but one of them said something along the lines that he had that kind of talent, that possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the Julius Peppers, but I, you know, I covered the giants in the late eighties with, uh, with Bill Belichick as the defensive coordinator and Lawrence Taylor, uh, as the star and Taylor on several occasions, I remember dominated a game defensively in the way that chase young did today. And I'm not saying, you know, we can make those comparisons yet, but I think he's got that kind of talent. It's funny because John Allen, who was considered the best of the bunch, one of the first guys to be taken ahead of both you know, his fellow Alabama teammate uh, Payne and then Sweat later on for Mississippi mm-hmm. State, You know, he's almost lost in the mix. He's still a great player, but everyone's talking about somebody else. Well, but, but see, they've, they've gone to this, this 4-3 defense, and so when you have that, the, the job of guys yeah. like Allen and, and Payne are to tie up the inside linemen so right. that Sweatin and uh, and Young can get to the quarterback. This is what this big load Albert Hainsworth didn't want to do. Oh, but that's exactly. the job of a defensive right. tackle. But Payne, guys like Payne, it, Payne is not just holding dudes up. That guy, for a fat guy, moves. Yeah, he and he, he makes blocks passes. Yep. He makes yep. blocks passes. He makes backside tackles. He pursues the ball. And he's he's the fattest dude there on the defensive line, but he is strong as a fucking ox. And man, this defense is something else. And the secondary is now, you know, playing complimentary where they're just, you know, breaking on balls and making plays. And of course, Cam Curl made that play on a bad throw from Mullins. And uh, next thing you know is a house call. First game since 92, apparently, that the Woofed or Redskins had won without scoring an offensive touchdown. Yeah, I mean, you remember this, too. The first year of Gibbs back in 2004 when he was still running that 80s offense and refusing refusing to run shotgun. I'll put you in the shotgun. Yeah, and uh, and so they were staying in games because, ironically, Greg Williams' defense. Yeah. But the one thing about the defense, while they did a great job, they didn't force a lot of turnovers. And I don't know if they had any defensive touchdowns, maybe one the whole season. Yeah. So to have two in a game was really remarkable. Yeah, this uh, this this was a hell of a win. Again, against a team that is not the 49ers. They're the 24-and-a-halfers. But still, mm. they're NFL teams, and they, they're put out there just like everybody else, and you combine it with last week's win over Pittsburgh, and this team has definite aspirations. But here is the million-dollar question. Can Dwayne Haskins win a game in these final three against Seattle and Carolina and Philadelphia, and I guess Jalen Hurts by the time Week 17 comes around. Yeah, that that's going to be a difficult proposition for them. Um, you know, they they need him to. We don't know, by the mistakes. way. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. What was the post game word on on the well, severity yeah, of Alex what, Smith's? Uh, it was a, it was a calf injury, right? Right. Rivera Rivera said the X rays were negative. He could have played if they needed him, but out of abundance of caution, as he put it. Uh, they kept them on the sidelines. Um, I think calf injuries, if it's if it's serious, this is this is really bad because he's he's got a partly artificial leg anyway, right? And and now he's got a calf injury on top of that. Uh, I don't know, but this know, was think- this was kind of what we feared that eventually this amazingly reconstructed leg 
as fit as it was when he first came back, was going to wear down. That there was going to yeah. be compensatory injury uh, sort of wear on it, and now here it is. So it, yeah, yeah. I mean, a number of things too. The field made FedEx Field, you know, in December, <laughs> it was slippery. Look pristine, yeah, because that that, that was a mess. So that that hurt him there. Um, but here's, here's, I think their path to victory over the last three, if they have to go with Haskins and the real injury to watch for is Antonio Gibson. And uh, now he's got a turf toe and that may end his season, but if Gibson can come back and play the way he had been playing, you know, maybe Andy, they can get through. I'm telling you, I'm not even sure they need Gibson. They can run the ball effectively with McKissick and Barber. Yeah, they can. But it's not, not, not sexy. As w- they're not going to dominate running like they got King Henry, but they run whenever they need it for three, four, five yards. Scott Turner's offense is fucking money. I yeah. like it. And they still, teams still can't guard McKissick on a straight arrow route right out of the backfield. It's a nine yard game every time. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the, and, and, and I thought it a couple of times in the second half, you got a little too cute with these trick plays. Just sure. keep running the ball. Just, just pound the rock, you know? Yeah. It, uh, it was amazing to see. And, uh, this team is, they become a very stubborn team and a very yeah. relentless team. And it's, it's fun to watch. It's extremely competent. And now we're going to be in for a ride these final three weeks. So the current number is six and seven. And they've mm-hmm. got three games left home against Seattle, home against Carolina at Philadelphia. The Giants, with their three games left, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but I can it's look tougher. it up. Um, it's a little bit tougher, and Daniel Jones was completely terrible yesterday or today. Yep. So, in fact, they weren't. They didn't get across midfield until like midway through the third quarter. Right. 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 Look, but you know they and they beat Seattle in Seattle, and Seattle's coming here next week. So. I don't get it. You know, again, this league, this is why the NFL is crack. It is the greatest, episodic, unpredictable, holy shit, I didn't see that one coming league <laughs> in my life. Look at just how, you know, the last time that the Wolf was on this field in Arizona, Ron was refusing to call timeouts down by one score late, or two scores late, uh, and saying he didn't want his guys to get hurt, and he was going to, yeah. you know, he, he was going to teach his young man how to win in this league the way he saw fit, and he was getting very adamant about it. Now you've gone through Haskins, through Kyle Allen, th- now through Alex Smith, back to Haskins, who, by the way, teared up afterwards on his press game of ale, saying this is the most adversity he's ever had in his life. Oh, please. <laughs> he played one year of college football for a team that rolled over everybody except for, you know, one or two opponents gave right. him a tough game. <laughs> Adversity. I got benched. Oh, yeah. poor, to quote uh, Lydia Soprano, poor you. <laughs> By the way, you got benched for a guy who almost lost his life. <laughs> Exactly. Close to his leg. That's right. <laughs> you want to know adversity? You want to know adversity? Take a look at, at Alex Smith's leg naked. See what that looks like. That's so, adversity. So I'm just going to assume Alex can't play in the coming weeks. And then it's on Dwayne to bring the ship home. Yeah. If they don't win another game, and if the Giants just luck into one, or maybe they just play better the next week. Who knows? It is the NFL, right, where things are completely unpredictable. That'll be a hell of a story to be written at the end of the year, won't it? Well, look, Philadelphia won today, so they're they're not out of it. And Dallas won today, 
and they're, they're not at it. Eh, I mean, they're 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 at four two full wins behind, aren't they? Yeah, and then they would have lose the tiebreaker with with Washington because they beat them twice. But you know, to declare it over, and that's that's the great thing about the league. well, well, Dallas would have to win every week, right? Okay, right. but you know, and and you know, in Philadelphia, you know, it's possible that last game gets flexed to Sunday night, oh and it's God. for the division title. Oh my God! Well, here we go. Buckle up. We're going to have ourselves a, a season these next three weeks. All right, I, I before you came on, I played my comments on my Friday morning show in Milwaukee about Coach K and Nate Oates. Care to put a dime in the jukebox on Nate Oates going nuts on Coach K? I personally loved it. Yeah, well, I figured you would. Um, and, you know, Coach <laughs> don't K you did, Don't you love it? Well, I mean, Coach K did couch it a little bit by saying, I understand I'm saying this after two straight losses, but um, – Look, he went ahead and canceled the rest of the uh, non-conference schedule, and uh, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be as hard on on K as you will, but I, I will say this: Why not? There, because I think that that both things can be true. I, I agree with Wilvon, who said this, and I think I think it's 100 percent right. Yes, it's it's maybe not safe to be playing, but on the other hand, your team isn't as good this year, and you've lost two in a row. Andy, so Andy, he's the only one that has canceled games. Everyone else is playing. Yeah, but he's because of the COVID. He only one. Yeah, well, he's he's the most important figure in college basketball, oh, don't you think? God's, yeah, but still, my point is, and this is why I loved what Oates said, he's the only one. How about the message of when the going gets hard, quit? How about the fact that he once backed out of a season with a bad team, claiming a back injury, and then threw it to, well, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Pete Gaudet. Pete well, Gaudet, and said. I, I think the back injury was legit. Really? Yeah, hmm. I do. I do. You, you can't manage that. You can't well, rest on he, that. You can't find a way to work through it. Really? You know, I mean, look, I, I, I think John Feinstein is a very good reporter. He knows him well, and the reporting that Feinstein did on that, I mean, he was just, yeah. you know, he, he, was, he was just a mess. Feinstein. So, I don't know. Fe- yeah, Feinstein is going to be on the up and up with his boy, Kay. Oh come sure. on! You know, I mean, you, know, you, you don't think to... you don't think Feinstein has favorites, agendas, biases, and everything else? Of course he does. Okay, but I don't think he would he would intentionally report something that wasn't true. What did he report about? He... What did he report about? Uh, Coach K he had a back injury. It was it was beyond that too. It was like a t- total mental exhaustion and oh, and all, all oh mental exhaustion. Oh, there's another thing you can't prove. Another great reason to quit on a bad season. <laughs> Look, he, uh, he read the accounts. Uh, you know, wow, I I had no idea that Andy Pollan, lifelong Maryland fan, Maryland fan, would be a Coach K apologist. Stop the presses, ladies and gentlemen. This is a shocker. Well, you know, and also we we did a lot of work with Gary Williams. Gary Williams thinks he's great. I mean, I don't. Know. I know, uh, yeah. Co. That's the coach's fraternity for you, right there. I can't, I can't figure that out. But okay, All right. no, no, no. G- Gary off the air would tell us about certain coaches he didn't like, and he had every opportunity to to drop the beans on uh, on Coach K and never did. Here's part of the problem with what Duke was doing. Duke, because they're rich, had all their players holed up in a hotel room. And their hotel and their players were fucking going crazy because healthy young people should never be quarantined. It's never been mm-hmm. done before. It makes no sense. It's not recommended. 
So they fucked up. They could have said, you know what? We're taking our kids out of the hotel. We're going to let them breathe a bit, have a little bit of a life while we continue to do what we do protocol-wise. And we're going to play these tomato cans because it'll look really bad for us canceling them. Like, oh, we just got beat twice in non-con games at home. That's what a program with integrity would have done. But you saw what Duke did. So anyway, I'll I'll enjoy watching them struggle all year because guess what? Other teams are going to come along that are also good that will beat them. And coronavirus is not going to be gone by the time they start playing conference games. No, no, so. it's not. It's going to take. It's going to. But they'll 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 have that tournament, and the tournament's going to be played. Oh that, no doubt. That's where the money. That's oh yeah. where the money is. Yep. <laughs> no doubt. If they have to pick the sixty-four out of a hat, Andy, why then that's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give CBS some products, no matter what it is. I don't care if it's Alcorn State, they'll be playing. As the county commissioner said in Ace Rothstein's office in Casino, well, if it hair lips the governor, I'll have to do it the hard way. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about a iconic New York City eatery that has gone under due to the coronavirus restrictions. I say that specifically because the coronavirus didn't kill this place. The, res- the over-the-top restrictions did. They couldn't survive the New York City restrictions. It is the 21 Club in downtown New York City. Yes, it is It is an iconic place. It's uh, where very rich people hang out, including President Trump, who reportedly had his victory celebration in 2016 there. Okay. So uh, it's, it's it's well known. But the, the thing about it, it, it is a place, I it don't think in recent years they've had this, but over the years, they when they would have big announcements from networks or teams, they would hold press conferences there. There'd be a luncheon and, you know, people would schmooze and it'd be a good way to work with the press. So... Uh, ABC got the rights to the NBA in the late sixties and they knew they had Chris Schenkel as their play-by-play man, but they needed a color analyst and Rune Arledge was the head of ABC sports. And he said, well, who should I hire as a color analyst? They said, Oh, Bob Cousy just retired a few years ago and he's terrific on basketball. He knows the game inside and out. You've got to hire Bob Cousy. So I guess he, relies on the people who work for him and things go in motion to hire Bob Cousy. He never really has an interview with Cousy, which really surprised me because Rune Arledge, I think is a genius, was a genius and, and did things incredibly well on television. Anyway, they hold the news conference at the 21 club to announce that ABC is going to televise the NBA. Chris Schenkel's going to do the games and the color analyst is Bob Cousy. And he goes and he sees Cousy at the news conference before it starts. Now, Cousy grew up in a part of New York where people pronounce words without the R. It's just an odd really? New York type of accent. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, he would he would call him Arnold, who was his, his coach, and uh, you know just just certain Arnold. words. Is that is that where Barbara Walters got her soft R accent? Might be. Yeah. Might be. Barbara Wawa. Okay. Similar accent. So uh, here he is introducing himself to the number one color analyst for his NBA broadcast. And he said, hello, Bob. My name is Rune Arledge. And and Cousy said, hello, Woon. <laughs> <laughs> and he about plots right there. Hello, Woon, because he had no idea that he sounded like that. How long did Bob Cousy last as a network analyst? It may not have been too many years because, as I recall, Bill Russell was doing games before long. And at one point, (laughs) talk about how this would play today, uh, they added Rick Barry to the telecast. Now, that had to be 
maybe for the playoffs because Barry played until like 78 or 79. So this would have been, you know, after his season would be over, he would join the telecast for like the playoffs. And he referred to on the air Bill Russell's, quote, watermelon smile. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And so, oh, my that, God. Somehow that blew over. Now, Barry, you know, I don't know whether he could – he wasn't necessarily not continued after that because he did – I know he was in the locker room when the Bullets won the championship in 78, so it didn't necessarily end his run there, but it may have ended his partnership with Bill Russell on telecast. Wow. Well, you know what? It's an inexact science, isn't it, in terms of picking guys that might be good doing games? Uh, didn't I mean, uh, didn't Joe Montana briefly have a gig in the booth and wasn't he terrible? He was on the pre- and the post-game shows, wasn't good at all. Okay, so he never did games, per se. No, and he only and I think he had a two or three year deal and he quit after one. He knew it wasn't for him. Yeah. Well he just he likes he likes hanging out being Joe Montana. He's kept a fairly low profile as one of the yeah. greatest living football players ever, right? Does some commercials and uh you know, I mean when you're when you're Joe Montana, you can live the rest of your life being Joe Montana. Right, but he doesn't seem to whore himself out like Jerry Rice seems to be desperate to get out there doing Dancing with the Stars, and he's playing in these golf tournaments. Like, yeah. he still likes that spotlight. He does. And, and did you read the story it was a few years ago? He plays golf at some club in, in maybe the Olympia Club or some famous club out there where they hold weddings from time to time. And he'll come off the course, and he'll just crash the wedding. Yes, he, I've heard that. Yeah, and he walks in the door. And of course, people know who he is, and they come crowd around him, and they – takes pictures with the bride and groom. He loves it. You know? Yeah, it's so funny. Why wouldn't you do that? If you're if you're rich, don't have to work again, that's probably what I would do as well. Real quick, have you noticed all the teams that are turning down bowl bids? And will we end up having a lack of teams wanting to even take these bowl bids? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, some of the bowls are being canceled. I think there's four or five of them. That Already, yeah, at least that many that have been canceled. And a number of schools that, like Boston College, actually played 11 games. They had no positive, like two positive tests all year. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, now we don't want to go to a bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I assume it's money for the, for the well, conference and the team. Think of it. When you went to a bowl game with your son, the yep. Gator Bowl, to see the Terps play. Who did they play that year? West Virginia. West Virginia. And I, being a younger, more smart-assy and disrespectful <laughs> co-host, mocked you for going to this bowl game because it right. was definitely a Tier 2 bowl. Mm-hmm. And you were you were very steadfast and proud. You're like, it'll be a great experience with my son. I've always wanted to do it once. And you said, we're going with the Straw Hat Brigade. Yeah. Could you explain the straw hat brigade? Well, it was a, it was a, a couple of charter planes that were put together and a package trip. Yeah. And you got, you know, the plane, you got the hotel, you got the pregame. They took you to and from where you wanted to go. It was in Jacksonville. It but, wasn't actually a two a, a second tier bowl. It yes. was the Gator Bowl. So, so well, the, I mean, it wasn't, you know, wouldn't Is that a tier that. 1 bowl, the Gator Bowl? Well, I've also attended with my son the Pinstripe Bowl. I would consider that a second. I second would say that's a bowl. tier three bowl right there. Yeah, that's the one at Yankee Stadium. But that's a, so, see now that's a novelty bowl though because it's in a baseball stadium, an iconic one at that. That was the old yeah. Yankee Stadium, right? No, no. Oh, it was, was the it new was, one? Okay, it was right. just a few years ago. It was Indiana playing Duke, and okay. we took pictures with the monuments and all so that stuff. So y- y- you went 
with the boosters who you called the Straw Hat Brigade, right? Because the boosters. I got that from Larry Weissman. He called them. He goes straw, yeah. <laughs> the old straw hats. Like who would wear those old straw hats? The 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 rigid straw hats back in the day, like carnival barkers. <laughs> Am I, what, yeah, what, where is that? Where is that from, Andy? I'm dying to well, know. Well, I mean, you, you know, you used to see them that they 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 have like a a, a stripe on the top that yes, Maryland or Terps or something. You know, they they look like they were. And they, usually they're they're richer guys, they're boosters. They you know they right. spend money, so you know, that, <laughs> right. that, that's how that started. Well, here's why I think so many teams are going to say no to bowl games. Number one, they're money losing propositions. Usually for many schools, they take the tickets anyway. They try to dump the tickets as much as they can. They end up losing money when they all when all said and done, right, Andy? Well, yeah, that's the yeah the having to travel, really the band, the whole schmear, the, the whole thing. Yeah, but they do true. it because it gives the coaches an extra couple weeks to work with the t- the kids, right? An extra game, and if you win, you bring a trophy back and you put it in the trophy case, and then when you get you know some Johnny Smith, your next hot wide receiver recruit, you walk them by the trophy case, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it, 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 there is that, but, but, but so, so, so that's right. So this year, none of that can happen due to COVID. Right. So it really makes the proposition of going to a bowl game almost crazy if you're a school that's going to lose money in the first place. Well, you wouldn't lose money if you don't have to take the band and the cheerleaders and you or, don't have any tickets that you're responsible for selling. That's true. You might actually make a little bit of money. It's yeah, interesting. Yeah, I wonder sure. why they wouldn't want to. Wonder why they wouldn't want to play the game or go to the game. Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah. I mean, who knows? who knows? Maybe, maybe they also want to get the team. You know, because then you're you're keeping the team together for another month, three weeks to try to get it together. So maybe yeah. they just want to get get healthy. All right, very good. If anyone knows the origin of the Straw Hat Brigade or Straw Hats, I'm trying to think of the. Uh, they're, they're not floppy straw hats, but they're straw yeah. hats that are rigid. Almost right, like right. made out of popcorn that's been fused together. I'm trying to think of what those hats the kind, are. The kind that they used to take a bite out of the brim. Exactly. All right, Andy. We got ourselves a bona fide, certified, nasty defense on our hands, and it is fun as hell to watch. So, Yes, sir. Yes, here we sir. go for the next three weeks. All right, we'll talk to you next week, Andy. Thank you. Isaiah, take care. Andy, always entertaining, although... Sometimes disappointing. Uh, don't get me started about, oh, yeah, Feinstein wouldn't make things up. I didn't say Feinstein made anything up about Coach K's back injury or his mental fatigue or anything else. I'm just saying don't kid yourself when you think that Feinstein doesn't have agendas, favorites, biases, and more. So, all right, let's uh, end on this. Thank you to listener John Duby. I think that's uh, how you pronounce it, D-U-B-E apostrophe. Anyway, he says, file this one, Zabe, under horrible and ironic ways to die. The headline says it all, but you're going to want to hear details on this. Morgue employee cremated by mistake while taking a nap. Oh, my. Okay. I don't think this is a real story. People, damn you. The the mugshot of him is like, <laughs> it's like a real big smiley mugshot. And it's from a website, News Break. San Eli News, voice of community of San 
Alario, Texas. It's a lot of promoted content on here. Let me see how this is. According to the Beaumont Police Department, 48-year-old Henry Paul Johnson decided to take a nap on a stretcher after working for 16 hours straight. While he was sleeping, another employee mistook him for the corpse of a 52-year-old car accident victim and carried him to the crematory. One employee carried him. Uh, one, one of the... No, no. I, I'm just not believing this. And then I'm looking at this this page. <laughs> Come on, people. All right. You're the one who didn't proofread it. I thought I had a stone-cold killer story to end the podcast on. Well, you could probably read it. Just, I don't know, take two seconds. All right? Next time I will. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Good podcast today. 35 minutes. You really kill. Okay. Oh, that's enough from you. All right. It's good to be back. Back home. Love my week in Milwaukee. It was a great time. I, I, I love it up there. I love the people up there. I plan to spend a lot of time in 2021 in Milwaukee, in Wisconsin, doing a lot of great fun things. By the way, don't forget, you can still sign up for Sunburn Bowl 2. What a vacation it's going to be. You're going to need it. You're going to want it. So get on it. Go to thegamemke.com for more details. But you're going to have to call, pick up the phone, and call Travel Leaders because the website, when you punch through, it'll say sold out. And we're getting that changed because they're not sold out. They just had to close the online registration. You can still get in. You just have to call Travel Leaders, 833-TL-TRIPS. That's 833-TL-TRIPS. They're very accommodating. And, yes, anyone can come join us, whether or not you listen to me in Milwaukee or even live anywhere near to there. We'll get you down there to Riviera Maya with us by hook or by crook. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. It is the most wonderful time of the year for a year that can't end soon enough. We all deserve a win. We all deserve a little extra money in our pocket. And we all deserve to have a little fun. Well, the best place to get all three is mybookie.com. They're the only sports book that doesn't care whether you were naughty or nice this year. They've got gifts for everyone. Bet the NFL, NBA, college football, and more. College basketball, too. Sign up today and receive the ultimate stocking stuffer, a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's a great place to start, but we all know Christmas is about what's under the tree. And at MyBookie, that means huge deposit bonuses, epic giveaways, and free contests. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code ZABE, and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Head over to MyBookie to make the most of the holidays this year and strut into 2021 with cash in your pocket. This winter, bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie.